Hello, welcome to a conversation of change. We believe that everyone can become a change maker. Hence, we kick-started kick this talk to give you guys an outlet to find your footing and learn insights of becoming future social entrepreneurs. Even if you're not interested in working in the social sector right now, this talk can give you a leverage on deciding your future career paths. And we have invited our first guest speakers, Greg and Adrian, to talk to our talk where they will be sharing with us their journey of a social entrepreneur. So to start off, let's get Greg and Andrew to introduce themselves and their social enterprise SG Assist. Anyone want to start? Okay, so uh, hi, I'm Greg here. Um, so we started this uh, social entrepreneur uh, social enterprise called SG Assist. And uh, it wasn't really something that I ever Thing that I will want to do in the past. Uh, it all started because uh, of my own personal experience that um, I, I decided to start this as well because it was really all a just very casual talk that I had with Adrian. <laughs> and then um, a very, very casual talk that turned into um, us, you know, just sitting down, um, sharing about the pains that we face as a caregivers. And very much for my case, it was about how my father, uh, you know, how he he called me when I was at work one day and uh, it all, I was like, okay, he was telling me he was having a leg pain and I was like, what do you want me to do with your leg pain? <laughs> like, how bad is your leg pain and how do you even get your leg pain? And of course, me not being a medical um, uh, background, I couldn't really ask the right question. It ended up more like um, chicken and duck talking. And so what really happened is uh, two hours, three hours later, after I finished my work, uh, when when my when my brother called me and say that my dad is in the hospital, then uh, then I realized that what really happened was that my father's leg actually turned black, and uh, it was because he's he's have he's experiencing blood blockage on his leg. So then there he goes, starting his sixty-two day stay at a hospital, oh, having wow, to go really through uh, yeah, having to go through um. Um, I think at least five, um, what we call angioplasty or ballooning of the vessels. And all this, all this, at, a, at that point, I thought it could all have been avoided uh, if we have a way to connect to the community around us. That's so we'd be able to get somebody at least swing by the doorstep and at least tell me that he's looked already black. I possibly would have done something because um, something so timely uh, will definitely help my father. So, Sharing this experience with Adrian, then I realized that uh, he sharing with me how uh, when I thought I was I'm the worst, but actually his case was even more not beyond imagination for me. And I can't really think how he went through that for the past 15 years. So that's when we thought, hey, you know, if people like us are, are, are experiencing something like this, there must have been people who are experiencing things that's worse than us. And we thought if we would be able to come up with a way to connect the community and so everybody can can find help within the community, I think that would be something fantastic. That will that will not only help people in some some instances we never know we might be able to save lives as well. So um yeah, that's where we then started doing that. And I, I started embarking onto this with Adrian in December 2018. Oh, yeah. yes, yes. So Adrian, what was your what is your background story to get you started on this journey? As what Greg has mentioned, that is much more than his. 
Mm, okay, for mine is because of my parent. My my mom had uh, uh, gone through no cancer and depression. So whereby there are some situation that I have to rush all the way home, uh, all the way from um, weird places like Sentosa or even from all the way like Jurong and so on to get home to her. And sometimes a uh, situation can get very ugly. So um, that's when that we actually started looking at how um, I would say nearby help will be more if efficient than uh, family members like us that had to rush all long distance to get back home. In the end, we are too late to even render the right thing or right help to them. So that uh, got us into the, this conversation where we met up each other and talked about the kind of challenges we have in life, complaining about life. Then we thought, okay, maybe we are not the only ones. So we, which is why we started off SGSS in that context. Uh, it was all based on personal experience. Mm, mm. So can you share with us what SGSS do? Um, yeah, so we are essentially a mobile app platform. Uh, primarily, what we want to do is to connect the uh, community together, um, no matter is it to serve the seniors or people with disabilities, or even, um, even at this moment, at this crisis right now that we have, we are helping people who are under stay-home notice or even quarantine order. So essentially, this thing could be, uh, I mean, we are just trying to use a a technology tool to help uh, the community to get help from each other. And uh, in the long term, uh, I would say on the long run, what we're trying to advocate is uh, volunteerism as lifestyle, whereby uh, everyone can just find, you know, helping people a very simple thing to do from their smartphone with a click of a button, they can find help or give help. And um, as as it develops, we may be even be able to develop some form of a, a ecosystem whereby we can help uh, both the users and the volunteer to give gratitude to each other, just like the old kampong days, whereby uh, you can go just randomly go into a neighbor house to you no know, borrow salt or whatsoever, and the next day they will cook extra curry chicken for you. <laughs> so yeah. uh, we are trying to cultivate this kind of a give giving gratitude habits uh, among Singaporeans as well. That's very nice, your, your SGSS app. So I believe you work in a different, uh, so different uh, sector before you dive into becoming social entrepreneur. So how is it like very different from working in your previous sector and currently? Um, for me, good thing is I don't have a boss to report to. <laughs> uh, secondly, um, startup is damn tough. I, I would I don't think any one of you in the right mind should try without <laughs> without thinking it through. Uh, it's harder than any of the work out there that you can find. Um, but the I, I would think one of the most uh, satisfying thing to be in uh, I mean starting out a startup that is uh, also also a social enterprise is that at least we know the kind the things that we are doing is not only just about a business or working for salary. It's more about uh, there is an impact or uh, things that we are doing good for our community at the same time. So the time span is more meaningful uh, in, in some way or another. Yeah. Mm, I see. How about Greg? Um, for me, I think it's a lot of change. But uh, I think the main thing is um, sticking to what uh, the passion is. 
where what you really want to start off with is something very important because um, when, when you have to drag yourself out of bed to go to work, I think that's the last thing you, you want, uh, whether or not you're a, you're a fresh graduate or whether or not you're somebody who's working for a long time already, that's always not the thing you want. Um, it will be something really good if, uh, if something is just, if it's a passion that you want to work for. Um, because there's always ups and downs in, in every of this, uh, this thing that we try. Even, even though on this, uh, this past year plus of doing social entrepreneurship, uh, there has been uh, ups and downs and, and we have to overcome things here and there. Yeah. Can you share with us uh, what are some challenges and achievements you've faced or you've had while starting up this social enterprise? Well, I think some of the some of the challenges we face is that um, trying to go trying to trying to really get the plan into a, a complete plan, listing them out, um, getting the full structures all together, and eventually uh, putting the whole idea into a comprehensive uh, idea and not just uh, a sketchy idea is something very important at the start for us because I think there's a lot of people out there who wants to do entrepreneurship, but when they first started. Um, they just think, oh, there's a, if there's an idea, they can just kickstart. But just like what Adrian say, you have to think through really a lot to make sure that uh, the, the plan you have, the whole structure is, you have to think through all the possible gaps that you have. It's always good to go talk to a lot of people to, to really understand um, different points of views because you, you will always think that your idea is the best. <laughs> but when you speak to more people, then you will learn that, hey, um, oh yeah, I didn't think about this. And hey, I didn't think about that. Then... Um, those are where the moments of depression, uh, depressed moment come in because you will feel like, hey, well, we still got this not covered, we still got that not covered, but it will, there will always be something that you're not covered, but what do you really want to do and how can you really handle it is something that we've been thinking all along. Yeah. Mm, I see. So, Adrian, can you share with us what are some things that you all feel like you are very proud of when doing this, like working, embarking on the journey of becoming social entrepreneurs? Mm, something that we are proud of. Uh, that, yeah, uh, like any achievements that you had. We are still alive right now. Uh, <laughs> that's one of it. Um, basically, um, something that we should be proud of is that uh, we only took us one whole year to prepare to where we are right now, uh, and we are always uh, we are we are only sustaining self sustaining ourselves with our own savings, so. Um, we really had to save up a lot to get to today and we spent a lot of money to build the platform. So, but we are grateful that in the last uh, past two months since we launched the app, we have uh, 1,200 volunteers island-wide. So we have That's gotten a lot. a lot of support. Mm. Um, and we do have some uh, up and down symptoms of the, the, how the app has went uh, has come to so far is that like recently a lot of complaints coming in no complaints okay let's put it as feedback <laughs> so uh, the feedback was that uh, they receive a lot of notification but there's nothing for them to help because they don't see anything at all but oh. the fact is that we have so much volunteers who are reading, ready to help people to the extent that all the requests that was being put up are all accepted within a minute or maximum five minutes Wow, so, that's a very good achievement. Yeah, so <laughs> which is funny because people are messaging us saying that they saw the notification, but there's nothing for them to do. It's because it has been taken up. So oh, we, wow. 
<laughs> we had to do a lot of explanation because of that. Um, we're hoping to still find a lot more use case, or I would say how we can actually uh, offer this platform to help other social service agency uh, or even uh, other organizations in terms of getting real-time help for them so that our volunteers don't feel so lonely or left out because there's nothing for them to do. <laughs> I see, I see. So your, your app has been very well received by volunteers and your users as well. So yeah, you're even featured on Ray's Facebook page that I saw. Mm. And during this like circuit period, uh, circuit breaker period, right? Like how, can you share with us how has your app impacted the lives of the community differently as compared to pre-COVID-19? Mm, so I, I guess before we launched the app, um, if everyone knows that we will get into a circuit breaker, a circuit breaker uh, kind of situation, um, there will be a lot of uh, seniors who wouldn't have any access to get help for themselves to you know, buy groceries in the end. I mean, during the early days of the circuit breaker, we actually see a lot of seniors who still go, uh, go to the supermarket on their own, then um, walking around. Uh, they... It's not that they don't cherish their own life or they, they want to get themselves exposed to the virus, but it's because there's no other help for them out there. And for those people who are who have no other choice, that means they are under stay home notice. Uh, I do have some friends or family members, uh, I not family, but friends who are, uh, who are under SHN. But um, sometimes we also want to keep our family members safe. So they had to live on their own or they actually moved to somewhere on their own so that uh, they wouldn't risk their family member to get infected. So on their own, they have to rely on, you know, grab food or food vendor or even um, online grocery shopping. But uh, as Singaporeans are quite tech savvy, so a lot of all these services are actually all fully taken up and you couldn't even get a delivery slot. And if you try to order food, then there's minimum delivery fee. Yeah. So every time you order for one person to eat, you're paying for at least two to three percent actually. Yeah. So um, with the help of our app, actually, uh, I, I would think a lot of people who benefit from it actually quite save quite a lot of money because their neighbors have helped them to relieve all this issue. And um, mm -hmm. we don't even need them to, you know, pay them like how a grab food or food panda pays them. Yeah, um, and so on. I think... We will have more uh, social impact as we go long longer further down the road. Mm. So, what is your aim in the further down the road? <laughs> uh, we are hoping that in the future there wouldn't be any social service agency or volunteer groups will be will have a lack of volunteers because by tagging onto our platform they will have a a base of uh, Singaporeans who are ready to help them uh, as long they are within the same area or a uh, short distance away. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is that we are trying, also trying to get everyone to, uh, you know, share more about what is their skill set. Like, um, I'm good at drawing, I'm good at uh, designing website or whatsoever. And so when people get try to find help in the future, they can be very specifically in sharing uh, what kind of skill set they need from this person. And uh, we can match them, match a volunteer to them based on their skill set. And um, the other thing is that we wanted to encourage uh, even seniors or people with uh, uh, even disabilities 
That means the beneficiary mm. groups to step up to learn our mobile app. Mm. And eventually, they could be also the person or uh, the community that helps others. So, uh, quoting for, uh, an example that, for example, a low-income family or a senior that are pretty much doing nothing at home or because they, they are still looking for a job, but through our mobile app, they could be helping their neighbours with simple tasks like uh, grocery shopping or fixing the light bulb. And they could still earn a simple, uh, very simple or credits, uh, gratitude credits from our system. And they can use these uh, credits to actually exchange for uh, or redeem for courses, or workshops, mm -hmm. or even for walking sticks for their loved ones, or even um, donate to charity. So yeah. it's like a circular ecosystem whereby the volunteer can uh, will be rewarded by the users that they help and the volunteer will be able to also grow um, or achieve better in their life because of the users. So um, I think in the future, if, if we can continue to do so well like this, uh, a lot more people will be able to gain from this uh, relationship with their neighbours. Mm, I see. So how can volunteers actually like join this SG Assist uh, initiative that you guys have? Uh, okay, mm, you can <laughs> find out more about us on our, so, uh, on our Facebook mm. and uh, we have our mm, what download links uh, in, our, in our Facebook sharing and if you need um, some, uh, what do you call that, uh, manual, user manual, um, we have uh, friends from uh, Society Stable Staples who have already very kindly did out the uh, manual for us, which which we will have shared. We shared the link on our website already. Mm. Mm. Uh, do your the volunteers need to go through any like training? Because I I saw that on your Facebook, you are offering like free trainings for volunteers or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so we have uh, actually created a training program which is totally free at this moment and um, is uh, right now targeted in training volunteers to stay safe uh, while rendering help to people during the COVID-19 period. So um, the whole training will allow um, the person to learn, learn about what are the regulations update at this moment, what are the hygiene practices that they could practice to help other people uh, by spreading kindness but instead of virus. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and this is all done together with our uh, corporate partner, which is uh, Grid Synergy. Um, we'll continue to work out new, uh, new training programs and um, I'll say they are free for our volunteers to take on and it's going to be very helpful for them. And if possible, we will be sharing all this training to the rest of the social service agency as a basic level of uh, volunteer training. So um, not only the individuals can... Uh, gain from our collaboration but also the corporates so um, if you all check on our Facebook later in the link you can register your um, social enterprise or even other commercial businesses you can register in their website and uh, we will be giving 10 uh, I'll say 10 package of uh, online learning uh, platform uh, whereby you can use it to design trainings e-training for your uh, employees totally for free which costs about $1,800 per year, uh, totally for free. But in exchange, we want, um, we hope that the business who, who have access to this training uh, platform will also give away one services 
that they can offer and give it to someone else oh. to help other people to grow together during this pandemic. So That's it's nice. like a growing, like grow as a community kind of thing. Yeah. La. yeah. Mm. So um, both the volunteers and our corporate uh, uh, partners will be able to gain from this as well. Mm, I see. Mm. And before like COVID-19 actually happens and like the circuit breaker and everything, you guys actually provide trainings like to teach people mm. how to do first aid and yes. stuff like that. Can you all share more about this? Sure. Before before the COVID nineteen, uh, we already have uh, what we call a a workshop that we do together with our partner from first responders uh, LLP. And mm. uh, what we provide is basically uh, basic awareness of uh, first aid, CPR, AD, and uh, also um, simple understandings about how to actually engage uh, um, the beneficiaries when they're at the door. Like how do you mm. shout out to them, introduce yourself before you get to them, and so on. So that's how we actually prepare um, our volunteers when they help out. Oh, okay. That's nice. Yeah. Okay. So uh, there's another question they would like to ask you is, uh, uh, what, is one, what is the most important lesson that you have learned when you embark on your social entrepreneur journey? Can you share with us one important, most important lesson? Hmm. I think the most important lesson we are even still learning it as well for myself, at least, is that uh, I think eventually, end of the day, um, uh, not only must you believe in what you set off to do so that you continue to wake up every day wanting to make this the best and a better one the next day. Uh, it's also very important that uh, for a social enterprise to also have a, a, a good revenue channel and eventually we are self-sustainable and able to bring to continue to build, bring this platform and bring this impact uh, further deeper into the society and help more people because that's when then this impact doesn't stop. Yeah. Mm. How about Adrian? Mm. Well, uh, this, this question is a bit tough. Uh, wait, let me think. Uh, <laughs> I think okay. um, to, to start, a, a, no matter is it a social enterprise or a, a, a business on your own, um, I think we have to really set our mind right that it's going to be a, a, a big commitment. Um, not only that we have, we will be under extreme stress of making the business work, but we also, uh, financially, we are also have to sustain for a very long time where this pressure is actually quite high. Yeah. Um, other than that, in terms of uh, expectations, um, I will hope that a lot of uh, other social entrepreneurs out there would cultivate the, um, I'll say, the belief of collaboration. Mm. Because right now, um, to run business on its own is going to be a, something that is going to be very challenging if you don't embrace in terms of uh, accepting and collaborating with other businesses to form unique, your unique, uh, uh, what do you call that? your USB? unique selling point mm -hmm. yeah so uh it will be a bigger i would say uh, uh, it will be more enticing and uh, assure you a better success if you are willing to collaborate i think that's one one important thing mm. Mm. speaking about sustainability right because you guys engage volunteers rather than like asking people to pay you guys money for your services how do you actually earn to sustain yourself 
Uh, right now, at this moment, we didn't put in any uh, immediate revenue model because uh, during this pandemic, we, we really want to try to help and mm. share our services to more people so that they can uh, benefit from it. So um, instead of uh, charging for any model, we actually put in a tipping uh, op options at the end of each case. So when you put up a request at the end of the um, at the end of the uh, case, you can choose to tip. Or sorry, we actually use tip. Uh, you can give, choose to give gratitude to your volunteer, as mm -hmm. well as our, as as well as our mobile app. So if you were to tip our mobile app, you can keep the I would say the operating cost from this period of time um, easier for us to manage. <laughs> the cost will be at least shared among the whole community, and. Um, our revenue model actually more comes from the businesses that actually work with us. So if you were to actually redeem any product or services from our uh, uh, corporate partners from our e-store, they will be giving us a commission just to help us to sustain this as well. Mm -hmm. So as you assist, it's more to, we are very targeted in terms of our social impact uh, vision rather than earning huge sum of money at this moment. I see. Okay. How about, do you have anything else to share about your journey as becoming a social entrepreneur? Like, will you encourage people to become social entrepreneur? Is it rewarding? How is it like? I think if you really want to start a business, uh, I would rather you start as a social enterprise uh, because it gives you an extra drive for you to push on because... Um, when you feel down, you can at least say that, okay, there's someone out there that I'm helping. So at least it's not so painful. But then again, um, even though we call ourselves a social enterprise, I would suggest um, everyone else to still focus about how you can, uh, I'll say, earn a revenue as a priority. Because uh, in this world, it's quite straightforward, I guess, because even no matter how helpful you are, the moment they hear that you are a social enterprise, mm -hmm. they will still think that you are not a non-profit. So not exactly very simple for for to choose to collaborate with people. They will say, oh, you're, not, you're not a non-profit. Uh, why should I work with you? You're still earning money. Mm -hmm. But which is a, a thinking that I need to correct everyone who I'm like, mm -hmm. like correcting everyone. Um, uh, it's because social enterprise is a very sustainable model of, uh, of an entity trying to earn a source of income in order to continue to do this, the good things that they wanted to do, to continue to create social impact without relying on government grant, without on relying on donations. Um, it, by supporting a social enterprise, you're actually helping someone to do a long-term um, contribution to the society. So I, I hope everyone can start to embrace the idea of social enterprise and, you know, uh, start to support all these social enterprise out there who have put in a lot of effort to make their business work. I agree, agree. Coming from a social enterprise as well. Mm, yeah. Yes. So we do have a question from our public. Is, they are asking is, what are your future plans of expanding SGSCs? Uh, that, that's for me. I don't know for Grab, but um, I was hoping that... Uh, <laughs> Maybe our app could be, you know, if the model really works from what we have learned in Singapore, we could actually bring this skill set or our knowledge to other parts of the world, including like, especially within the Southeast Asia, whereby our Asian culture is still quite similar. 
so that we could, you know, um, perhaps our app will work a lot more, uh, I would say, effective, maybe effective or maybe more meaningful in other part of the world. Mm-hmm. How about Greg, since Agent said he's not uh-huh. so sure about yours? <laughs> it's pretty much the same uh, because we, we share the same vision um, knowing that when we first started this in Singapore, right, uh, as we have also shared in various um, uh, events last year, um, together with even race and all this, I think um, the many interest that comes in uh, from other parts of uh, Southeast Asia, and just like what Asian, Adrian mentioned, uh, I think that, that that cultural, that family beliefs and, and, and traditional um, things that we still do are very much uh, similar. So it definitely be one thing that we look forward to um, bring this to other parts of uh, Asia as well. Mm-hmm. I see. So expanding beyond Singapore itself. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I have another question. It's uh, they're asking since now technology is constantly evolving, how do you ensure that your app stays current to the digital world while remaining reachable to the community beneficiaries? Uh, like mm-hmm. if your beneficiaries are mostly seniors in this case. Uh, this is the primary reason why our app was designed to support caregivers at the moment rather than the seniors. So uh, as we learn, um, I would say to keep ourselves updated, we are constantly uh, reviewing all the feedbacks that we receive from our users. And um, at the same time, we are, o- we are always developing new, um, I would say new functionalities and improving our current existing functions to fit the real needs. So, um, and while actually we have already came up with a roadmap of how we want to improve our app, uh, including how eventually it can be uh, simplified to the extent that both seniors and people with uh, disabilities may be it uh, visually disabled or whatsoever, they will be able to use our app for themselves. So um, there are plans in place whereby we, we will keep ourselves updated and make sure that um, no matter is it in terms of the functionality or is it um, suitable to be used by different demographic of users or in terms of the data security? These are all the things that we're looking at to make sure that we stay in place. I think to add on, one of the things is also how um, Smart Nation Singapore itself has been trying very much to go into many SSAs to conduct uh, more classes, to even share how to use, uh, to get to really know how to use apps and so on. I think that part of it, uh, together with our effort, we are really trying to um, stay ahead of the race more than catching uh, mm-hmm. uh, the race itself. I mean, you say preparing um, the future seniors to be really savvy enough to get help for themselves. That is something uh, that we're really working on as well. Yes. Uh, that's a very nice answer. And I hope you guys can work towards that as well. And we have another question is like, what do you all think the social enterprise landscape will be like in the future? Will it be the in thing or what? What is it? What will it be like? In thing, ah. Like mm. will it be the eat thing that everyone will be following, <laughs> setting up your social enterprise? I think, it, think should be be, it should become the norm. So just like how green sustainability becomes a focus to all the big corporates right now because of, I don't know whether is it because they care or is it because of peer pressure, but. Uh, it's becoming important that uh, all the businesses should think, uh, think their business in the way that not only uh, in producing results or 
or profits for their own company, but also how they can contribute equally to um, social impact or even to sustainability as well. So um, this, uh, it, it doesn't only, I mean, it, only, it, it doesn't only help you in terms of uh, achieving a better branding, but it also helps you to uh, bring more supporters and um, uh, I'll say employees are also will be more happy to work with you. I'm sure like, you know, like yeah, you, you all can ask Xue Ming, uh, are you happy to work in social <laughs> enterprise? Yes, very. Yeah. So I think um, it ha- it, it's a weird situation. Uh. Yeah, like we are learning new things mm-hmm. every way. And, and yeah. not only we learn about the business aspect, but we also learn about the fabric of life and what exactly is happening around us that our business mm-hmm. could have a deeper sense of... Um, uh, belonging within the community itself. Yep. How about Greg? What is your opinion of social enterprise in the future? Basically, I'm in. I'm, I sing the same song, but what what most important is how corporates uh, should or even anybody who do a startup for social enterprise is really just to see how you can embrace the community and the issues that's happening around the community together into the effort that you're actually doing. Because the last, the, the thing that we don't know is actually a lot of things that we do are just a small twitch away from um, helping the community and the environment grow together. Mm-hmm. And that's what actually um, a lot of social ent- entrepreneurships are trying to do. But what they lack of is uh, supports from various uh, angles, be it corporates or government agency or even just the public to really understand uh, what they're trying to do. So I would really think if everybody take a little bit more time to sit down and think about how to embrace all this together, uh, it really is the way forward because it's the only sustainable way that we don't really just, you know, expand away all the things that we use, but uh, in a way we we embrace and, and find ways to upcycle or stuff like that. I see. That's a very valuable insight that we all can learn. And there's another question. It's uh, asking, what are, the, what are the considerations one should know before embarking on the journey? Uh, sorry, I didn't catch that. Uh, uh, sorry, I'll repeat my question. What are some considerations one should have before they embark on the journey to become a social enterprise? What they should have, uh? Mm-hmm. What uh, they must know to enter the social enterprise sector. I, I, in my opinion, one thing that kept us going <laughs> from the very beginning until now is that, um, mm. we, we must find the right um, founding members who have mm. the same uh, goals and willing mm. to work hand-in-hand hand to make this possible because uh, like I say, startup is not as just like a simple job from eight to six or, you know, mm. um, sometimes we work until 2, 3 a.m. in the day, uh, at, at night and so on. And if we have someone who actually, who don't perform well in the team, is actually, it will greatly affect the the, the, I would say the progress of how the business can grow. And secondly is that how every one of us can bring in our respective expertise to um, make sure that we don't step on the wrong thing. <laughs> that means do the wrong thing at, at yeah. least. 
And the third one is to find out what are the resources that could help um, your startup in terms of um, uh, the initial setup phase, how we can actually find the right resources and information to get it going without wasting extra money. For example, there are some um, fundings that uh, the Singapore government provides like SG Founder Grant, like uh, STP, whereby we can hire interns uh, at a more reasonable, not reasonable, I can use reasonable, uh, at a um, subsidized uh, rate so that we can get extra help from the students and the students can get to learn from a startup environment as well. So um, with all this in place, then we'll be able to go for the, uh, go for the I'll say go the longer way because uh, it helps to save a lot of money. Like the SG Founder Grant is 30000 Is It's really uh, quite a big sum of money in terms of helping you to make sure that your initial uh, administrative needs like setting up a uh, setting up ACRA, like mm. um, hiring what are the things that you need to know, the paperwork, you already have the first-hand experience, uh, experience to mm. do all those processing. Yeah, I see. Mm. Uh, so you guys actually work from a different sector and then you all left your job to start uh, SGSCs. And do you get your family support when you first started because you left everything behind to embark on a new journey? I think, I think the, the interesting thing about us is mm. um, the whole team um, were people from already working in the corporate world for more than 10 years. Oh, so wow. um, uh, we, it's quite different, I think. At least uh, we all know and been through what we want. And so uh, I will advise the same, like uh, it'd be important that you really um, discuss with the team that you want to do a startup and you guys all have that same direction and really want to make this a success before embarking a journey together because not only does it affect yourself, and like you say, your parents, your relatives will be asking like, uh, are you sure you're on the right track? And that's when yeah. you know that, hey, uh, I, I, we know what we want to do and, and we have the vision mm -hmm. and we know it's going to work and we've been through all the thoughts and stuff like that. So that I think those are important, but, but for our team, it's just a bit different because yeah, we, we, all, we all went through what we worked for. Um, embarking on this journey is something that uh, we want to see a, fruit, a, a very fruitful result at the end. Yeah. I see. So let me see if there's more questions. <laughs> Okay, I think there's people typing. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, there's a person that asked who have who have rendered great help along your startup journey. Wow, we got a lot of people who help us <laughs> a lot. Along, yeah. a lot. <laughs> um, I think. Okay, we we should name a few lah, um, mm. but I'm not sure whether they would mind. Um, <laughs> by then, by then when they see this, it will be too late anyway. So, <laughs> uh, so first of it, uh, first of uh, first one would be um, I think Carol. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Carol. So, um, actually, she's a doctor, Carol Ma. <laughs> she's from SUSS. Um, her she's from mm. gerontology. Uh, I mean, as a as her main studies, um, we shared with her um, 
about SGSCs and she has been giving us great guidance uh, all along to help us to, you know, she has been our biggest fan and advocate in terms of sharing about SGSCs. And um, she will always tell us how we can actually do better and so on. Um, we have also uh, Russ from Social Collider mm -hmm. who have been always sharing about SGSCs and always keeping us, uh, keeping us on track to make sure that we don't keep doing free things all the time because we're always helping here and there like people and that. Um, we also have uh, 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 I think the other one we cannot name her like, but <laughs> yeah, we cannot name her later she will kill me um, but, uh, she has been our mentor from the very beginning um, because of one uh, event that we took, took part in and she's actually one of the ju judges um, but she she has she felt that what we are doing is so meaningful that uh, since that day she has been continuing continuously checking on us giving us guidance and how we can actually do better and introduce a lot of her uh, friends from different walks of life to give us um, their opinions and how we can actually do better so mm -hmm. without her we wouldn't have known so much people actually <clears throat> yeah and okay. Of course, there's a lot of other people that we cannot finish naming, like, um, Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's a there's a lot of there's lots of partners that embark on uh, the initial journey with us, mm. like um, providing a free course, uh, which yeah. everybody finds very useful. Um, first responder LP was one of them to is the was the mm. only one, not one of them, the, the only one to jump on board with us to really go into this because. Um, believing the cause and the passion that we want to do and how it will really impact the, the, the community is something that, that brings on board. Then we also have other partners uh, uh, that come in, that they jump in to say that, hey, what you guys do are really very good. People like Fei Yue, you know, and Loving Heart, they, they try to support us in various ways. Not only is it guidance, but also um, how they talk to us about uh, how we can even move on further deeper and understanding the social sector a lot more. Mm -hmm. yeah. I oh, see. And Anthony. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Anthony. Okay. Yeah. Anthony so, from mm -hmm. SG Cares. Mm, okay, mm. I see. Uh, so y'all mentioned that you had a mentor while your journey, while on your journey to uh, embarking this journey to so SGSCs. So do you think that getting a mentor is a must for those who want to start their social enterprise business? I think so. Uh, I mean, we didn't know why we headed that way, but we somehow got managed to find a lot of mentors to help us. But uh, I think yes, because um, even though all of us has been working for 10 over years in our respective field of uh, expertise, uh, we come from logistic, finance, whatsoever, but um, only like one of us have the experience in terms of a startup. So... Um, by talking to different mentors, uh, we actually get to understand a lot more things other than what we already know. Mm. And um, their experience that covers the rest of the gap actually help us to understand a lot more about how uh, businesses work, um, mm. why, why people offer um, things in different ways, how marketing works, um, mm. the Singaporeans' behavior in terms of using mobile app. So... There are a lot of uh, things that we didn't know as a typical consumer, uh, but we uh, they are all all our mentors are all you know they are entrepreneurs on their own, or at least they have tried to run business on their own. They actually share a lot of insightful things that 
we never ever we may not even know if not for them telling us yeah mm. in, in, fact, in fact no i think a lot uh, mm -hmm. keeping an open mind um talking to a lot more people around us um mm. all these people that have support us and give us feedback along the way in a way they are also our mentor because learning from their perspective and and how they actually think that some of the things that we can twitch and improve i think that helps us a lot as well yeah it's like a comfort you guys with your mentors and the people surrounding you helping you guys as well mm. yeah so for a final question before we wrap up so what is your motto so like when things get tough what when you want to give up what is one sentence or one thought or quote that pushed you back on track I still need to eat tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> okay, I don't know. <laughs> I'll leave this to Greg. <laughs> I'm not a motivation speaker. <laughs> I, I, I think for me, uh, I think for me, very strongly, the thing is, mm. as much as I want to see my father uh, and my mother getting the right assistance, I'm very sure that there are many others out there who want the same thing, and the poly probably earning for it so much more than we do. And what we do this much can, if we can touch the life of many others, I think that's what keeps us going. Yeah. Very nice. That's very nice. So thank you for your time to share with us your experiences and stories of becoming a social entrepreneur. I've definitely learned a lot of valuable insights from you guys, and I hope that the public has actually learned. From you guys as well, mm. yeah. So we have come to the end of our conversation of change, and for the public, thank you for tuning into our live, and we hope to provide such uh, more of such content for you guys. And if you're interested in becoming a social entrepreneur like SGSCs, we're actually offering a free social enterprise workshop where you can learn how to do business with a heart. So for more information, you you can actually visit our website at makethechange.sg. Yeah. So thank you for tuning in, and have a pleasant evening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank, Thank you. you, guys. Thank you.